BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 141 of star wars and scotch it's kevin it's tim hi we are back back from gcx, from GCX yeah. which was incredible this year surprising <laughs> we are all surprised very, very surprised everyone Man, the I internet guess, was surprised. I guess we'll do it again. I guess, we'll I guess so. Do it again. <laughs> the amount of people are like, "Hey, where are the tickets at for next year?" <laughs> it was so good. We're yeah. still getting the that those messages and whatnot. You'll have to Look, wait. You have to wait. Well, I mean, not too long. Not too long. We will have. But you'll have to wait. We're. Let me put it this way. The worst case scenario. Is that we do the same venue again? Yeah, just leave it at that. That is yeah. the absolute worst case scenario. We'll leave it there. So, good things to look forward to for the future. Yeah, but thanks for coming um, to the live show. If you were there at GCX, it was super fun. We had a, a great questions this year. Uh, we had a great panel. I liked- we had Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained. We had Chase, that gay Jedi. You and I were there. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Mike's son asking uh, about. Um, if and if we ever get to see Anakin as a kid, oh and, yeah, they're just like go watch episode one. Oh, and then when Mike gets home, he's like, "I'm gonna teach my son." <laughs> he sat him down and showed him Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a problem with him saying Samwise is a bitch, but we'll get into that on another podcast. Yeah, um, no, this is not the space, and I need hours to 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 deal with that but uh but yeah we're back and uh it was a very good year uh lots of of positivity um everyone seemed to have a great time uh the after party was killer which now you know what the daunting thing is about having a successful after party tim that everyone expects for that after party to be that or better yeah 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 as i'm walking i know i know you didn't get to go you were very busy um but as as we were walking out we we left the park around like 11 30 we had it till midnight and we were just like, no, nope, we're done. We're exhausted. And um, as we're walking out, a bunch of people are like, hey, Tim, you got to do this again. <laughs> like, oh, no. So, yeah. Well, um, Universal wants us back. Um, their social media person apparently almost had an aneurysm with what was happening, like very suddenly. <laughs> so uh, they definitely want us back. So we'll negotiate that. I would love to see us go to Islands of Adventure next year and then perhaps Epic Universe the year after that. Um, so I will continue chatting with them and seeing what, what the potential is. But the worst case scenario there is we go back to do, uh, I think I could convince them to do a different part of the park next time at minimum for the private area. Yeah. Um, for the last three hours, but that, you know, aside I don't know. We from had that, two, we had two of the best roller coasters that were, I mean, honestly, three, uh, well, I guess mummy two, is two, well, mummy, one of my mummy and rip ride rocket were just perfect the amount of people someone said they went on rip ride rocket like 10 times in a row they just got off got on got off got on so it was great like what a good time it was it was very very enjoyable i uh we had the best uh team for planning this year so i was able to actually eat dinner 
it was 9.30, but I ate dinner yeah. um, on day two, and I had a margarita with uh, our security team and uh, our friends at St. Jude. I had people filtering back from from Universal, like, Kevin, that was amazing. And I'm like, why the hell are you here? It's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, overall, it was a great year, and uh, we will, we'll, we'll get you details soon um, uh, for GCX 2024. Um, but we now we have Build Against Cancer to look forward to in December. Um, uh, and Rare Drop is doing some stuff. We're not doing anything like front facing, so don't get excited, but I'm doing some work with LA Comic Con uh, as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting times. It feels like things, I don't want to say things are back to normal because things will are, are forever changed, but it feels like there's positive momentum again. But I agree. We'll, we'll say that. We'll say that. But um on the Kings Coast side of things, hey, the TikTok shop. <laughs> Don't you know what? Hopefully by the time you hear this episode, our TikTok shop will be operational. Um man, this has been quite the adventure for the Kings Coast team trying to get our TikTok shop up and running, but it works. Like like it we we had like a trial run and I broke it. Um we had a bunch of people come through and buy coffee, which was great. Um it just it all broke. So hopefully this time it'll all work and then we'll be able to push that out. But man, if you guys could do us a huge favor and check out the, if you're on TikTok, check out the Kings Coast TikTok, leave a like, follow us over there. We're really trying to uh, push some people on over to the TikToks for Kings Coast. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's all like API bullshit and things that, you know, don't concern you, but we want to make sure that you get the product, you get the deals that TikTok is offering because they're really good. They're really good, um, and we don't have to pay for really any of them. You essentially get yeah, our we coffee don't. for damn near close to free, and we don't pay for any of it. I think if we had to pay for it, we wouldn't be bothering. But since no. TikTok is paying for it, that's why we're like. I was on the phone with Ben and Wayne yesterday for two hours trying to you know make sure all the permissions. We were going line by line in the API settings and then in the TikTok shop settings. And then we wake up this morning and Tim's like, why does my coffee say it's $50? And we're like, what <laughs> the it's, fuck? It's showing like the kilo, which you could buy. You could buy. I love saying you can buy it in kilo because it just sounds like we're, we're selling drugs. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can buy you can buy anywhere from uh, 12 ounces all the way to a kilo of Kings Coast. So there you go. Yeah. So kingscoastcoffee.com and we're Kings Coast Coffee on TikTok. Um, I don't want to say Star Wars news has been light, but it's been light, it's, Kevin. It's, it's been kind of everything. I feel like there's a dam that's been put up, and it's and it's Ahsoka. Ahsoka is the wall of Star Wars content. As soon as that starts, it's just going to explode. Yeah, we got Ahsoka. I'm curious what that. We don't know what comes out. Well, we know Skeleton Crew comes out next. We just don't know when it comes out. Um, and uh, so it's it's after Ahsoka, we don't have much news on um what is. Do you think with all of the with all of the strikes and everything going on that we're just, like that's just going to get pushed back into a later date? I think a lot of stuff is going to be pushed back. I, I think we're not going to feel the effects of the strike till probably early next year. Yeah, um, it's a lot like video games during the pandemic is that we didn't feel it in the beginning, but right. after year two, we were like, "Oh, this sucks." And but it'll get the same thing that gaming is experiencing this year, which yeah. is like this insane renaissance of, you know, well, we'll I, I threw in the notes today um, something to talk about Starfield space, whatever. Um, but this insane renaissance of of gaming, like yeah. we're going from. One of the greatest RPGs in the history of video game in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly. I say that with purpose. I haven't even finished Act One, and I am 26 hours into the game. It's you know so how exciting good. that is for someone like me. Yeah. Plus, I have another campaign going with my two friends. I'm trying to get Tim and Ben to do a campaign with me. Like it's it's. Yeah, I'm it's trying to finish awesome. my campaign with Lupo, and that's been a pain in the butt. Thanks, Tarkov. Thank you a well, lot here, for ripping away the joy. If if you want, and in, in the future, I say instead of like, because you know how we were doing D and D with Robear, you, me, and Ben should just do D and D in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I agree. Together. Yeah. Like once or twice a month. But not at nine o'clock at night. No, we could do it during the day. I could take a day to do. No, we could do it. We could do it in the evening. We could have like a four hour play session. We started a normal time. I tried doing a nighttime stream with Lupo in Baldur's Gate and I wanted to die. Oh, yeah. You're you're an early riser, too. So it was also your birthday. Yeah. I Yeah. But still, I mean, it was actually if you missed it, it was actually actually my birthday. It was actually his birthday, actually. So, um, 
But yeah, it, it, it's the re renaissance of gaming. Starfield is on the horizon. Starfield is going to be your average Bethesda release. People are going to complain about bugs. Bugs is a feature in Bethesda games. Please just understand I that. I hate that, at this that point. we've all just come to accept that a Bethesda title means it's just going to suck at launch. But the problem with it is the size, the sheer magnitude and the size of but the game. But you've got I Xbox understand. behind it, though. That's my that's my only. I think the only saving grace that Starfield has is that Papa Microsoft is just throwing money at them to make this but, work. And every, and every time we do this, it's the same cycle. We complain about the bugs, and then within the year, it's the one of the greatest games of all time. We did it with Morrowind. We did it with Oblivion. Yeah, but all we the did mods it with Skyrim. It we did it with Fallout 4. Well, now the replayability of it 12 years later is what makes it great, not necessarily uh, uh, you know, the game itself. But for the first three years, it's the game itself. Then the mods come out and make it replayable. You know, how many people, how many streamers on, on Twitch and YouTube and, and kick play uh, Skyrim with mods? Yeah, um, all the time. You know, as, as that's their shtick. So I think we're going to go through the same thing with television and movies. Yeah. I think next year you're really going to feel it. I'm in this weird ass way, Tim. I'm super excited because I have a laundry list of shows I need to catch up on and watch. Yeah. So same. I'm almost excited for a drought because I can go and get into my backlog and really bang it out. Like I am. I, Danielle and I have committed that we, we spread ourselves too thin. We're watching stuff. So we oh, put sure. Marvel on pause. We put. um I have season two of Carnival Row. I have to watch season oh, two yeah. I just of found Shadow out and Bone. Season two came out. I didn't even know it released. And it's the last season. They're only doing two seasons. Carnival so. Row is so good. <clears throat> so good. But Danielle and I are committing to one show at a time. So right now we're on season almost at season four of what we do in the shadows. Um, which, by the way, I know you watched the episode of the King's Coast Retreat. You really need to get it. That is so up your alley. Yeah, I know. There's just there's so many other shows that I need to finish. I started watching Always Sunny again to get caught up. And I keep so on good. I keep on ending up in the post COVID PPP loan episode. And they keep on trying to explain all of the shitty businesses that they started with their PPP <laughs> loans. And how they're just like, I started a business, I don't need to pay it back. So like that's the episode I keep coming back to to be like, okay, this is where I need to start up again. So Yeah. Yeah. And you go from there. This season was good. The last episode is one of the it's it's how do I describe it? It's 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 very not sunny, but also is at the same time. So mm -hmm. when you get there, we'll have a conversation about that. But yeah, I think I think we're going to see that. I think we also have to take into consideration what Bobby I said um, and the fact that, you know, they are going to take a pullback on Star Wars and Marvel. We talked about this at GCX during uh, the live episode. But, you know, I'm kind of sad that they're going to do that with Star Wars because I feel like Star Wars hit its groove and Star Wars was actually in a good place. Marvel was the one with the problem. Yeah, Marvel was, um, was running into like a Ubisoft issue. Every, yeah, everything so felt I, very cookie cutter with them as of late. And the only thing I would say is start a new Star Wars saga in the movies, but detach it from everything we know right now. Like you want to do higher public, fine, do higher public. But we all want old Republic. And I don't understand what part of them doesn't understand that if they were to do a Revan trilogy, it, it could it could boost the franchise and keep the well. Yes, the fanboys would be happy. They'll still find things to complain about in a Revan trilogy, but, you know, at the end of the day, most of these people are, you know, very loud on social media, and then they sit at home and watch all the movies and the television shows. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're all, all the books Star Wars freaks. So, um, yeah, so I think we're going to experience that renaissance um, when, uh, probably in 26 would be my guess, maybe 25. Um, but 24 is going to suck for television and movies. Um, if you're looking for new stuff to to watch and, and get caught up on. Great but, time to be a streamer. Hey, great time to be a streamer. Pay people a fair wage. That's it. That's all they want. I, I don't understand not. why it's so difficult. But, you know, hey, I'm not a bazillionaire. I don't know. No, no. Well, we'll see. Uh, but um, uh, as far as Ahsoka goes, the rating came out this week. Oh. Um, it's TV 14, which no yes. one is surprised at. It's enough to be violent and enough to, you know, that your kid can still watch with you. Damn, it's they don't get a fuck? No, no. We couldn't even get one in Andor, dude. Wait, isn't PG-13, don't you get to say one swear? You do, but Star Wars isn't going to do it. If they didn't do it in Andor in that one scene where they really wanted to do it, they're not going to do it. Damn, I really just want just one fuck. And that was the moment to do it. Yeah. Fuck that was Empire. it. That was your chance. That was it was was the problem is you know how many like uppity 
people would have gotten so upset by that. Like, also, you've corrupted Star Wars. They don't use the word fucking Star Wars anyways. What they should do is do a Battlestar. You watch Battlestar Galactica? I have. Remember they their workaround for that? No. Frack. Yeah, Frack is really good. I feel like they've used that in Star Wars. Or um, what's the what's the other one that they use a lot? Um, Scruffy looking nerf herder. No, 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 no. It's they they say it in Rebels all the time. Um, uh, uh, Castle Pass. Uh, Kaz, Kaz. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Uh, Cali Calipass. Um, damn, it's right there. Uh, Calcutta. No, that's wrong. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to find it, but if if you know what it is, I'm sure. Calip, it's Calipass or something. Calid, fuck. Kaleidoscope. No. Um. Star. Oh, I'm gonna, Star Wars Rebels. Curse word. Are you googling Star Wars? Carabast. Right now. K a r r a b a s t. Literally, I swear to God, it's the first thing that came up. Star Wars Rebels curse word. It's called. It's Carabast. And the character who cusses the most in Star Wars isn't Han Solo or even Jabba the Hutt. Instead, it's the heroic Zeb. Because he always says, Carabas. But what does Carabas mean? Let's see. Let's see if we actually get a real definition for Carabas. Um, oh, sorry. It's Carablast. No, that's a Pokemon. Fuck. <laughs> Carabas, Star Wars. Wikipedia. Here we go. Um... Does it give me like a like a good definition? It gives me the history of it. Um, behind the scenes, yeah. There's like it's just a curse word. It doesn't actually have like any meaning behind it. And and it's not to be confused with Carablast, which is a Pokemon. But Carabast. Start working that into to my my vernaculars. There's this uh, British comedy I watch, old one called. Uh, Black Adder stars Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a part where he says the word gobbledygook to his uh, superior officer. And uh, while he's being reprimanded, the officer stops and turns to his assistant and goes, also make note of the word gobbledygook. I like it. I want to use it more in conversation. <laughs> that reminded me of that. I love British um, humor. It's so good. Oh, God, it's the best. So, yeah, TV 14, no surprise there. Um, this article from the direct.com says, How much sure will Ahsoka be? Now that fans have this rating information to dissect, one can start to piece together what to expect in Ahsoka when it arrives on Disney+. Some may scoff at the idea of the Rosario Dawson-led series getting the same rating as the likes of Marvel's What If and the Book of Boba Fett, but it seems like the TV 14 rating covers a wide swath of content. I agree with that. Yep. Intense and gripping dramas like Andor hit the same rating mark. Yeah, so, I mean, Andor was 14 as well, which to There's me... There's says a lot executions in in Andor. So I mean like <laughs> in the first 5 minutes. Yeah, literally he points a gun to the guy's forehead and off off camera you hear the gunshot and the body fall over like it's pretty dark. Also, I find it amusing that when my mother-in-law and my mother were like, "Oh, you got a gun tattooed on your arm." I'm like, "No, it's a blaster from Star Wars." They both go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically that's a World War II German pistol, so no, it's a blaster. It's a blaster. <laughs> it's not a gun. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, there, I had, I did have a moment where it's like, maybe I should have got the Millennium Falcon instead. Because <laughs> I'm sure I go into places and like people that are like, oh, look at that, he's got a gun. On him. It's like it's not a gun. It's a blaster. <laughs> what kind of blaster is it, Kevin? I forget. Damn it! It's the DL44. <laughs> you literally have it on your body. I'll never remember. It's just Hans. God, that is just. Mm. Ask me again in two weeks. I'm so going to get mad again. Um, I'm going to get a Sharpie. And I'm going to just write DL44. <laughs> on my forehead. It's right there on your forearm. So we did get a very interesting trailer, though, for Ahsoka. Yes. Um, and, uh, it is voiced over. Well, it starts with Balin talking about knowing Anakin and everyone mm -hmm. like knowing Anakin, but not everyone knowing what Anakin had become. Right. I, so if this is after rebels, yes. rebels is the moment Ahsoka realizes a, that Anakin is still alive. And I think it's season two. Is it? Se I think it's season two and B that 
he is now Darth Vader. Yes. So we're after that point. So she knows Correct. the truth. So this isn't some sort of revelation or anything. But the revelation is that Balin knows, probably knows who she is. Everyone knows who she is. Like even the Inquisitor in the Tales of the Jedi knows. Like so, not so good, Tano. But that's a like that's a big deal because if he knows who she is and he knows that Anakin was her master, and the question is, how does he know who Anakin is or who Vader is? Well, you because I mean, like, that is a, that is a secret that is not well known around the galaxy. That is a well kept secret. There's only a few people who know that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like Thrawn figured it out. So I mean, like Thrawn could have, you know. Thrawn is insanely intelligent, though. Um, Obi-Wan doesn't figure it out until we see the moment in the show that he figures it out. Yoda knows. How does Yoda know, honestly? Because Luke tells him? Mm, or Obi-Wan tells him? I would him. assume oh, It's probably Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan tells him. No. I, yeah, I mean, I, was, I, would ass, I would assume Obi-Wan tells him at the end of episode three. I think that's the but assumption when they make the pack when they make the pack with with Bail Organa. He doesn't find out till his show though. Yoda? No, Obi Wan doesn't find out till the Obi Wan show that Vader and oh, Anakin are the same person. No, you're right. Um, so it would have to be uh, my assumption would be Force Ghost Obi Wan. Sorry, I was thinking about the kids. Um, yeah, Force Ghost Obi Wan probably at Episode Five. So yeah, so it's a well kept secret around the galaxy. So how would Balin know? Would be my question. Um, cause I don't think he works for the empire. Wait, but hold on. Isn't, isn't Yoda the one who says, okay, so hold on. That doesn't work out. There's, oh, there's a loophole here. Okay. So go back to the discussion that Obi-Wan and Yoda have when Luke flies off from Dagobah in episode five and, and Obi-Wan goes, well, he was our only hope. And then Yoda says, no, there is another. So like. How does that work? I feel like there's a loophole here. I don't think I. I don't. I mean, like, I think it's well, Obi Wan's dead by the time we meet Yoda, so he yeah, could have yeah. already. No, told but I'm him. assuming that I feel like the assumption is Obi Wan tells Yoda that Anakin is alive and Anakin is Darth Vader, but the way that it was written in Episode Five back in the day is like you really have you have to make that assumption because it's. It's almost, it's almost like everything that happened in episode three doesn't actually happen because like Ben doesn't realize that there's a, there's a, a sister. So screenrant.com says, cause it's, it's the article is, um, Star Wars characters who know Vader's identity. Um, since the events of Obi-Wan Kenobi may mean Disney needs to now explain how Yoda learned of Anakin's survival yep. before meeting Luke in episode five. There's an opening for the two to finally meet on screen because Yoda and Vader never met. Correct. Um, and that's something at the fandom is like, what would happen if Yoda faced Vader? Like, who would win? Like, I actually don't ever want to see that. No, I just I, I, would I like feel like Yoda would kick up. his ass. I feel like Yoda would kick his ass. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's very frail by by the time you know by that time, and I don't. But it he's also frail doesn't throughout make everything. Sense. I know that's and why like goes, the, the fight in Episode Three is always like is weird, and even in Two, like he's like he's like ah, and then he starts I, doing force flips and shit. So I think Three though is more. Um, he, he met his match. Oh yeah, he's for also. Sure. You also have to think in three, he's at a point where he's doubting himself because he's been fooled for how many years? Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's so, definitely on the on the the downslope. Right. So I think he's not a hundred percent when he faces off against Palpatine because he, like imagine the revelation of learning that the person especially after watching Clone Wars and his like search with the wills and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean and going de- to I think Morvan. I think Yoda would definitely beat Vader for sure. But I would I like so I would like for them to clean it up because like now going and thinking about like how uh, Empire goes with that entire Ben Kenobi and Yoda interaction with Luke, like I would really like for them to like to do something where it's Ben telling Yoda or um, like why why did Ben only think that Luke was their savior and then Yoda's like no Leia could do this too but like why does Ben not even realize that he has a sister and only Yoda knew this. So like I would really like to to clean that up. That's that's gonna bug me. That's really gonna bug me. Uh, I mean, the safe assumption is Obi Wan tells him when he's a Force ghost. Um, 
So as this trailer progresses, well, going back to the point, Balin, I, we need to understand how Balin knows because that's very privileged information that Anakin did not want getting out to everybody. Oh, yeah, he was very secretive about it. So was the Emperor, too. Yeah. They didn't want this hero of the Republic to be seen as, like, this evil. No, because the, the Emperor knew... Well, no, I think for the Emperor, it was more that if people knew there was a chance he could be turned back, especially by someone like Luke, uh, which ended up happening. Um, but I think for Anakin, it was shame. Um. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, like, he, you see that in episode three a lot. Like, when he becomes Darth Vader, like, or, like, when he when he watches Mace Windu getting thrown out the window, like, there are definitely moments where he's just, like, he's not doing this because he wants to. He's doing it because he wants to save Padme. And he feels like this right. is the only route that he can take. And so it's, and like, then yeah, when, he, got, he got betrayed. He was played. And then when he finds out Padme's dead, it's... <clears throat> I think shame overtakes him more than anything. Well, he had nothing like, left. He was like, at that point, there was n no reason for him to be Anakin Skywalker anymore. Right. So he just embraces it. Um, but that being said, when moving into further into the trailer, we get to explore. Anakin loved three people. Padme, mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. and Ahsoka. And his mom. We've explored... We know what happens with Padme. We've explored what happened with, with Obi-Wan. And now, according to this trailer, we're going to get some sort of insight into things we've we've maybe information we've never seen and, and whatnot. This could be Force Ghost Anakin. It could be flashbacks. could be a number of things. The most interesting part of the trailer, and I don't think you picked up on this, Tim, is those are not voice lines ripped from the cartoons. That is Hayden Christensen. No, that's what I said. Redoing the lines. Yeah, that's what I said. That's Hayden. I, that's what I said yeah. to you. Oh, I didn't realize you said it was. Yeah, Hayden. I said. I said this is Hayden Christensen doing the lines from Clone Wars. I think. I think these lines are from from the um, Tales of the Jedi, from the Ahsoka episodes when she's in the dojo and they're training. Um, yes, I think that is what those excerpts are from. And um, yes. like the entire trailer is Anakin just constantly like talking and i thought that was really interesting that they played that in the background so i really do think that we're gonna get force growth we're gonna get a force ghost anakin doing doing flashbacks is gonna be a little difficult um it's gonna be really heavy cgi and i think people are gonna pick up on that um so like i and i also don't see like what's the point of doing flashbacks when we've already explored so much of anakin and ahsoka's uh, upbringing, you know, because like they grew up together as much as he was her master. They were more like brother and sister than they were anything else. Um, yes. So like I, I think I think like Anakin is going to be as to Ahsoka as to what Ben was to Luke. And I think I yes. think Anakin's going to show up at multiple points throughout the thing and like have discussions with her. Like he's really going to be like her angel on her shoulder as she goes through these trials and tribulations. And I would assume he's going to have insight with Thrawn as well. Because like that's gonna be like that's gonna be huge for her because he did so much work with Thrawn. So hopefully, that could be a really fun tie-in to the books as well. Because Anakin is the only other person aside from Thrawn, um, Vanto, and oh, we also don't even know if Eli Vanto is gonna show up in this. I really hope he does. But and then also like uh, Admiral Aralani and a couple of the other like Chiss officers. Like there's not very many people who have experienced the Grisk. And so I wonder yeah. if I, I really still fingers crossed the Grisk show up at some point uh, or mention of them show up at some point, because I feel like that's still like the, your overarching bad guy um, that can really be a lot more enjoyable than just like these rogue Sith that are running around. Mm -hmm. So anywho, that's where I hope this goes. I um, I posted a, a picture for you in the chat there uh, for the audio listeners. It is. A Reddit picture, oh, and it hurts no. deeply. We'll be it fine as long as the, we stay together. Yeah, the Mortis episode, and it's I think it's Obi-Wan says we'll be fine as long as we stay together, and then it shows each of them individually with their backs turned. Obi-Wan's sitting Ugh. on a, a sand dune. Ahsoka's looking at the 501st, like with their helmets on yeah, stakes at the end of Clone Wars. And um, Vader. So I wanted to bring this up. Uh, yeah, I'll bring it up now, and then we'll continue with the trailer. So Hunter finished Clone Wars. Um, he he was so like on it when it was Ahsoka versus Maul, but he said something so interesting, Tim. 
And he goes, but Maul's telling her the truth. And I said, I know. Oh, that's the part. It's fun that he that. if Ahsoka that. listened to him, that they might have been able to do something. Because he even said, he's like, he said, you and me can beat the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, to her. And she doesn't believe him. And he, he was like, but they could have won. They could have stopped all this. I said, I know. But Maul's past is the reason that they couldn't. Yeah. Um, and then we got to... And Danielle was like working, but then she turned around because the music, the and she's like, is it because we watched uh, Revenge of the Sith two days before that he had never he didn't remember seeing it. So he wanted to watch it again. Mm -hmm. And Order 66 broke his heart. He didn't cry that time, but he was so upset watching the Jedi like getting mowed down. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why? Because think about it. If you watch it all back to back, because you and I have never experienced this in the way he did. He just watched all of Clone Wars. He has lived with these clones and the Jedi now for seven seasons. Also, I waited for the last four episodes of Clone Wars to watch it after Revenge of the Sith. So he's just watched it. So all of the clones now turning on the Jedi is breaking his heart because mm -hmm. he's been on the journey with them now forever. And then um, the music's playing. Danielle's like at the back of the couch. He's sitting on me and he's like, Dad, is it about to happen? And I said, just watch. And then the calm comes to execute order 60 and when rex turns around to her and he's his eyes change he grabs my arm and he's like no no not rex anybody but rex and i was like i know i said hunter this is gonna stink for a little while i'm so sorry and he's like no and then when rex was like tried to mutter the thing about fives like to tell her to look for the file for the thing because he was fighting it and then when she's deflecting all the blaster bolts, he goes, why, dad? Why? Why are they doing this? I said, they can't help themselves, Hunter. It, it, I know it sucks. And then um, and then when the, the, she fixes Rex and then they walk into the room, he remembered Tales of the Jedi. He goes, oh, this was the Tales of the Jedi when they walk into the room and he pretends he's still. And I said, yep. Oh, and man, I said, that's crazy that he gets to see all I that said, together. And it's all like in the past four months. He's yeah, experienced all, all of this. That's cool. S so, but dude, at the end, when she's standing there in front of the helmets, he, the tears, he burst like a dam and he was like, dad, why? Aww. And he's crying and Danielle's like, oh, sweet boy. I'm so sorry. She's like, why are you making him watch this? <laughs> I was like, it's part of the journey. It's yeah. part of the, the right of the Star Wars kid. But he was so upset by the clones. And it's such an interesting thing to me because it's the way you consume Star Wars. Yeah. It sucked to watch it for us, but we didn't get it like so jammed together. Right. Yeah, it's ours was over out. years. Mm. His was over four months. So I can't imagine the emotions that that would lead to. He was so he hasn't started Bad Batch yet because he's like, I need a break. <laughs> I mean, let's so, go. Bad Batch is OK. Well, he wants to watch it all in chronological order. And it's going to start with Order 66 with Kanan right off the get. Yeah. Uh huh. And I told I was telling Danielle, I was like, yeah, he's got like three or four more Order 66 instances to watch and go through. Yeah. Welcome to the trauma, kiddo. And I was like, then there's the video game Order 66 moments. He's, she's like, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he experienced that. But it's interesting to hear Anakin's voice and to kind of. Is he going to be her her guide? Yeah. Through this? That's what I think. So you think we're going to get a lot of Hayden? That's what I'm, I'm thinking. It, it makes sense. I, I think we're going to we're going to see a decent amount of him. I don't think it's going to be like every episode, but I think he's going to come in at like pivotal moments to like when she needs him the most. Like that's like that's the whole thing is like their relationship is really special. Um, like you really Do you think she's mad at him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. I think there's a lot of like they need they need therapy for sure. They need to have a moment of where she needs to yell at him. She needs to be upset. She needs to cry and he needs to take it. And he has to stand there and, and listen to her and then apologize. Like, I think that's going to be like, that's going to be like a pivotal moment in their relationship where it's going to be like, she's going to ask him all these questions. She's going to, she's going to beg for answers and he's going to be all like stern and force ghosty. And then he's going to like, tell her how it is. And he's gonna be like, I messed up and here's all these things. And I think it's going to be like a really emotional episode. Like, I feel like that if they didn't have closure like that, if they didn't showcase her getting the closure that she needed, they missed a mark. I can see the first or second episode um, ending with like his force ghost. Something. Then, like, yeah. Credits roll. There's going to be a good hook there where it's going to be like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to he's definitely he's going to be her guide. Like he's going to have he knows what she needs to do. You know, he's going to be the he's going to be the quest giver. 
You know, if we like, mm. I mean, like, let, let's be honest. Like, all of these shows follow a video game, like, like format pretty darn well. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a reintroduction to all your characters, and then you're gonna get your quest. And what's the quest gonna be? Like, are we gonna are we gonna figure out about? Are we gonna go back to Mortis? Or is this gonna be focused on more of like the ethereal realm of Star Wars? Is Thrawn really the threat? You know, is like what do Balin in uh, Jin? Jen, Jen, I think that's her name. Yeah. What do they yeah. have to do with all of this? What are they hunting for? What are what what is their purpose? Um, yeah. There's there, like Shin. what about Shin? What about Ezra? Uh, where did he go off to? So there, there's there's a lot of different routes that we can go down. And I I would assume I would assume because he's a Force ghost, um, he's being like he is a part of the Force, so he's gonna have a more of like a Jedi style. Like I, I feel like it's gonna be like a you need to find Ezra. You need to go back to Mortis. You need to, like I feel like that's going to be the direction we're going to go. Because remember, like like this this is he was he was the chosen one. Um, she was brought back to life by the daughter. Um, like yep. th- this is a great route to go down if, to really get into like that spiritual realm of Star Wars that we've really been looking for. Uh, and Alex pointed out that the um, the more. Uh, Morai is her name, I believe. Morai, the, the daughter, the daughter in the owl form. Yeah, Alex at, at GCX pointed out that Morai is seen in the trailers too. So, which makes sense. We know she's th- always there. Yeah. Yep, always. Um, but it'll be interesting. Like, is there some incarnation of the brother? I, I you well, know, the brother like, didn't. Do we, di- he didn't die. That we know of. So but he's yeah, still. So, there, so, the, yeah. so the father in the. The father and the son are still alive. They, Which they, is t- technically the representation of the force be- being out of balance. Correct. And the dark side creeping in. Yes. We're, but like, and, and the daughter is supposed to balance out the son, and the father right. is supposed to balance out the two of them. Like, it's, it's, all, it's all balanced between the three. And, and then Yin so, and Yang. And so now that she is, I guess she's out of, she's not on Mortis, but she's still a part of us. She's still a part of the living force. She's, she's with Ahsoka. Right. So does Ahsoka at the very end become that deity? Like, does she become the daughter? Um, like there's, there's still so many questions. Like even at the end of Rebels, like we leave off with that mural on the wall when, with, with Ezra um, that's on yeah. um, Lothal. So it's just like, and, and like, are we going to go back? I would assume like we do go back to Lothal. Um, you know, we get that whole, that chase scene. Uh, mm-hmm. so we know we're going to end up going back there to see that cave or like the dig site again would not, I don't, I don't think it would be silly to think that we wouldn't go back there. Um, so I, I think that's what the first like episode or two is going to be, is going to be a lot of reintroduction, a, because they even have like the, the critical Ahsoka episodes on Disney as well. Right. So I would assume like that's going to really like tie you all into all of that is I need to sit down and, and watch that this week. So I actually am up to speed on everything. Yeah, um, I, I keep in mind, though, when they told us to watch the critical episodes for Obi-Wan, uh, it was trash and none of them really. No, I just had to, I just to. got to watch all of the, the the trauma episodes again, like nothing like watching just Satine dead. Like, yeah, God, that's just man. I love watching like Obi-Wan just fall apart as a human because everything that he loves is gone. That's the only thing that really brought home is just that Obi-Wan went through so much crap in like the last like two seasons of of Clone Wars, so yeah, Obi Wan's trauma is uh, on another level. <laughs> and then watching back Revenge of the Sith, man, it just whew, mm-hmm, that, sure. that that poor man. Um, so yeah, I, I think at this point we just have to see how it all plays out. It'll be very interesting to understand the the dynamic between them because there's got to be hurt there's got to be anger there's got to be things that have to be worked through yep. um my only worry too is though in the in the what was the book called um we both read it with luke Sh- shadows of the sith? Sh- uh, shadows of the sith yeah was anakin's forum was only able to speak to luke for like certain periods of time if you remember yeah but there was an issue with that where like he he like was losing connection with the force like like but his transmission, his cut, transmission was going in and out. Didn't Ahsoka cut herself off at one point too? What? No, 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 no. I think no. There was a, there was an overall there was there was an issue with like the Force itself, 
like all of like the evil shit was like causing problems like with that like oh, okay. that transmission. I, um, I don't think it has anything to do with the 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 whatever that that um, that ritual is where they cut themselves off from. The, I, mean, I want to call it the Jedi. That's, that's that's wrong. And then I started thinking of the mummy and like that's that's wrong too. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, whatever whatever that 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 ritual is where they cut themselves off from the Force. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with their con- like with force ghosts coming back because remember Yoda came and and talked to Luke when he was still technically cut off from the force. Um, oh yeah, Yoda just sat. Yeah, down Yoda next just. To him, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to do with with like I don't think the the person they're talking to doesn't need to have a force connection in order for them to actually interact with them. They need to like the spirit itself needs to be within the. Is it the living? Is it the cosmic force? The living force? One of the one of the versions of the force where they are able to go from the afterlife into the physical realm. And, and if I interact. remember correctly, the living force is like what Ahsoka has in her. The cosmic force is what you become part of when you die. Correct, but not everyone gets to stay a part of the living force. So you can die and still be a part of the living force if you go through the trials. If like that's how like that's how force ghosts work. So like. If you become, if you die, like if you just die, you become a part of the cosmic force. Right. Like a normal person. Like, you, like when you and I die, like that's it. But Qui-Gon was kind of like stuck in Jedi limbo where he had like gone through some of the training, but he wasn't able to like physically come all the way back. So that's why he was like a little light orb when he was talking to Yoda. But then I guess they really need to fix this because then Obi-Wan gets quite gets force ghost Qui-Gon at the end of Obi-Wan. So it's like, okay, so did you finish your training while you were dead? I don't well, know how I, that works. I guess I feel like you would have to finish it when you were. But are you allowed? Dead. Like, how do you do that? I thought all of the trials have to happen while you're alive in order to then become a part of the living force. But if you die when you're halfway through the trials, do you get like split? I really need to know because it's just like it, it's. It, you, I don't think there's there's been no clarification. The only thing that has ever been talked about, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But I believe it's only been talked about through the visual representations that we've gotten in Clone Wars. Because there's a whole episode, there's an entire like that that there's like a big chunk of one season where it's all about the cosmic and living force. The wills talk about it, and I have to go back and, and now watch that episode because it's going to bug me that I don't know it. <laughs> or I can just go to Wikipedia. I'm sure they have that entire like breakdown. But I don't. I still don't think we've got like just like the veil of the force. We haven't gotten a really good understanding of how all of the the mechanics work it's almost it's just like kyber crystals like for the longest time like kyber crystals weren't seen as like this this sentient thing they were just rocks that held held a bunch of energy that were still tied to the force but now kyber crystals have completely changed the colors don't you don't pick the colors the color picks you the kyber crystal picks you so like there's a lot of things that like now like we're getting a, a better understanding of of that property but there's still a lot more to star wars that we just don't truly know because they haven't really figured it out and i would assume that has a lot to do with going from expanded universe and all of the like the outside writing and trying to bring all of that back into canon but still making sure it lines up with everything yep well and, and i was well, it wasn't the and i think the living and cosmic force stuff that happened before disney took over i think right or was it all canon was that I episode can't remember I, don't, at this point. I don't know Anyways, we'll talk about it next time. After I trying to look do at my origins. research. Yeah, it's hard to see where it was. Uh, well, hold on. There's no, it, it, it was before because there's a canon and legends version of it in Wikipedia, which means there's two versions of it. Great. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to pay a few bills and we'll see you on the flip side. All right, we're back. We spent way more time than we had allotted on that, which is awesome. All right. Uh, and we usually do that. Uh, but. To, uh, a quick update for you. So a few weeks ago, uh, last episode we did um, at before GCX, we talked about how there was no direction for Lando and the, oh, the lead yeah. uh, showrunner had no idea what was going on. Uh, literally days after that, it was announced that Justin Simeon is gone from the show and Donald Glover and his brother Stephen are writing the show. I saw now. this. So this is interesting. Um Donald Glover is embracing his role. He wants to be Lando for the foreseeable future. Um, 
He's a huge nerd, if you don't know that, by the way, uh, and a big Star Wars fan. So he's very excited to do this. So I think he's actually probably the reason the show is sticking around. Yeah. Because um, he's probably the one driving it and being like, hey, listen, like, I still want to do it. I'll write it. Or da, da, da. I don't know how they're arranging it, but it, from what I've read from the interviews and stuff, it seems like he really wants to do it. Um, I would be interested to see, Tim, and I didn't even think of this, if they bring Alden Ironreich back to be Han in the Lando show. Yeah. I feel like for continuity's sakes, they need to. And it'd be fun. They had good chemistry, the two of them. I agree. Them. Yeah, it was really good. They had, they were very on point with um, uh, Billy D and um, Harrison Ford. So hold on, so, but wait a second. Here's, here's the only issue that I could see coming up, is that they've already done a young Harrison Ford in um, Indiana Jones. Oh, speaking of Indiana Jones, they are losing $100 million on that. Yeah, it's going to streaming like two weeks from now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I just saw that and one other movie that came out recently. They lost like a hundred million dollars respectfully on the movies, which is nuts. Anywho, um, since we've already seen a young Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, do you think for continuity they would want to use young Harrison Ford if they were going to do introduce a Han Solo back in with the Lando show? Because we already because we have two versions of Han now. Yeah, I think for I think it depends on Han's role. If it's a quick little scene, then yeah, use young Harrison Ford face rig that you created. If it's going to be a character, then it should be Alden because they already have the chemistry between the two of them. And he's already played him like we've already crossed that bridge. It's not like we're walking into uncharted territory. He's young Han, just like he's young uh, Lando. So. From a continuity standpoint, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you, and some Star Wars fans will get mad at me for this. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't either. I would rather have a season, a young actor play the younger role and get a more robust version of the character than caring about you know. Look at Game of Thrones when we got Dario Naharis was a completely different person with a different hair color, a different everything. Uh, uh, from I think it was season four and five. I can't remember which two seasons it was. Uh, you know, he was had long blonde hair and, you know, was kind of an ass. And then all of a sudden he's got short brown hair and the books. He's got blue hair. So it's like <laughs> whatever. Um, at some point you have to suspend, you know, understand that the franchise is 40 something years old. And you know, for it to move forward in live action, we need to make some concessions. So I don't really care. You probably will have something to say about it and will tweet at me and I'll just, you know, whatever. But I don't care. I would rather have a dynamic between the two of them that we experienced in solo yeah. be in a television show than like spend obnoxious amounts of money to create a younger Han for 30 seconds. That's my two cents. Agreed. So Fair. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I think it's interesting that he's coming to the table and basically being like, I'm going to write it. Um, we're going to really push. Cool, uh, I, I think so too. We're going to push. Uh, uh, well, no, we can't because the soak is next week. Ha-ha. We'll oh, have things boy. to talk about again. Uh, but um, I want to read this to you. This popped up in my feed last night on Screen Rant. Um, the, the article is Star Wars Theory Reveals Palpatine's Original Plan for the Inquisitors. This is a theory. This is not canon. A new Star, Star Wars theory suggests Palpatine had an alternate plan for his Inquisitors, originally designing for someone else to serve as his Grand Inquisitor. New insights into Palpatine's excuse me, recruitment tactics have recently been revealed in the official canon, confirming that Palpatine was able to corrupt and seduce disenfranchised Jedi well before the end of the Clone Wars and the rise of his empire. Interesting. Oh. As such, one dark Jedi in particular may have been first selected by Palpatine for a leading role in a sinister, in the sinister Inquisitorius. Serving directly under the command of Darth Vader, the Inquisitors were a band of dark side agents tasked with blah, 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 blah. We're going to skip that. We're going to skip that. Um... Led by the Grand Inquisitor, it's possible that the Grand Inquisitor was meant to be another Jedi entirely. As confirmed by the new novel, Rise of the Red Blade, so this does have a few spoilers, and I will be reading it. I have two hours left in Path of Vengeance. I do not like that book. Uh, Palpatine had a network of undercover agents positioned as workers throughout the Jedi Temple before Revenge of the Sith. Oh, 
nice. This allowed Palpatine to learn of any Jedi who were discontent with the Jedi Council or were struggling with the dark side. Preying upon their weaknesses and manipulating their fears, Palpatine eventually seduced many into swearing their allegiance with promises of power and knowledge. Ooh. For those these particular uh, corrupt Jedi, Order 66 was not a day of horror, but one of perceived freedom as they became Imperial Inquisitors. However, there's also evidence in the Star Wars canon that the Sith could plant dark dreams and false visions within the minds of the Jedi. This is something Palpatine could have used to great effect on Jedi. He'd targeted as potential recruits for the future Inquisitorious, which I believe that's what he was doing to Anakin, by the way, with the images of her dying and whatnot. Yes. Allowing him to play upon their fears and inner darkness, in the case of many Jedi who were eventually corrupted, Palpatine likely groomed them for years using methods such as this to prey upon their darkest moments while also offering what the Jedi could not. As confirmed in Star Wars media during the Empire's reign, such as Star Wars Rebels, EA's Jedi video games, and Marvel's Darth Vader comics, Palpatine had at least 13 known Inquisitors under Darth Vader's command. At least. Whoa. This includes the Grand Inquisitor, the Inquisitor's Powan leader under Vader, featured in Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was ultimately defeated by Jedi survivor Kanan Jarrus in season one finale of Rebels. However, Emperor Palpatine may have had someone else in mind beyond a former Jedi Temple Guard. This is going to be fun. Based on what is known about the rogue Jedi Pong Krell. You remember Pong Krell? Oh, was that the, was that the, the general? Yes, the one who wanted, like, kept killing the clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept on sending them into, like, just terrible situations. Yes. Yep. Who was featured during the Clone Wars Season 4. It stands to reason that he could have been a prime candidate as Palpatine's original Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Having received a vision in the force of both Jedi Order and Republic falling to a new order. He talks about that in the show. Yep. Krell sought to join and rule as part of the future regime. Having secretly fallen to the dark side, Krell attempted to sabotage the Republic's campaign on Umbara. By tricking his clone forces into killing each other, Krell hoped that it would grant him an apprenticeship under Count Dooku himself. Right. Which is in the show. Yeah. However, Captain Rex and his... Yeah, we know what happens. Da, 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 da. Uh, had he not been so ambitious, perhaps he would have come into contact with Palpatine, the secret Sith Lord being the one responsible for Krell's visions as the first step of his potential recruitment as the original Grand Inquisitor. It's possible Palpatine was originally grooming Krell to be his future Grand Inquisitor, a Jedi Master rather than a Temple Card. However, Krell fell too far, too fast, and died as seen in Clone Wars, which is very Palpatine. If you ain't working within his system in the time frame that he has allotted... See ya. Yep. <laughs> While conjecture, it's certainly even when we were watching Revenge of the Sith, Hunter was like, "Why? Are, why did he send Anakin to kill all the um, uh, uh, Trade Federation leaders?" I was like, "He was done with them. They mm -hmm. served their purpose. Yep. They no longer served his purpose." He's like, "He's evil." I was like, "Uh huh." <laughs> he likes to run lean. He trims all the fat off, and he plays every angle that he can possibly play because he's three steps ahead of you. Furthermore, Krell would have looked massively intimidating as a Grand Inquisitor, agreed, wielding double-bladed red lightsabers in Star Wars Galaxy. Been wild, because he has four arms, too. Yep. <laughs> so terrifying. I really like that theory. Yeah. I think that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, that could also be one of those things where, like, Dave gets a hold of it and goes, huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. It would be really, yeah, sure, really cool let's to make see this Pong Just Pong Krell, like, being manipulated, and then, like... Well, we don't... Does he die? Or does he just stay in jail? I don't know if they because at the him. end of because at the end of that episode he's just he's he gets taken I mean, off. Oh no, execution! Hold on, you're in a position of power now. How does it feel after capturing him? The clones place Krell in a holding yeah. cell in the airbase. Krell was interrupted by dogma. Does he die? Afterwards, dogma's. Uh Oh, yeah. Do Remember, Dogma kills him and then gets arrested for it. Right. That, okay, so he does die. Yeah. And then and the clones have issues because they're conflicted because right. was it the right thing to do? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Dogma that. kills him and yeah, then he yeah, gets yeah. arrested. Right. Okay. I knew yep. someone got arrested and I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, it was Dogma. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so, yeah. So, I like that theory a lot. I think that's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I could get behind that. So before I run out, completely unrelated to Star Wars, but just, you know, space magic in general. Well, I don't know about magic, but Starfield dropped a lore timeline, which I was kind of surprised at. Um, a lot of games now, they're like, well, you can learn about it in game. I really enjoy when when companies come and they bring the lore ahead of time to get you amped and excited. They did that with Diablo 4, which I think was smart. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm here at Baldur's Gate. I never played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Same. So I'm watching YouTube videos like... 
you know, and there's characters that show up apparently that we're supposed to be excited about seeing again. And I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. So like who? Um, I, I, it's in the video. There's like a few characters that they showed. Okay, um, I was I was curious because like Volo, none of our companions. Like, no, it's none of the companions. Like Volo, I didn't know he's from. Um, he is from just Dungeons and Dragons. Like he's like in like he's the um, he. There's a there's a Dungeons and Dragons uh, like book of beasts, and it's written by Volo. Did you see? If you don't go Oathbreaker on Paladin and you kill one innocent person, what happens? Um, no, what happens? So the paladins worship the god of justice. Yeah, does the god of justice show up? So if you go if you go to camp rest uh-huh. on long rest and you yeah. go to sleep, uh-huh. the god of justice comes to you in the night and has a very serious chat with you oh about god. killing innocents and breaking your oath. I am so glad I went Oathbreaker. <laughs> I, I, I love oh, yeah. that I have turned into a, uh, a Sith Lord. You get the best of both worlds there because everyone trusts your judgment. So I've gotten out of a ton of scenarios where you know i would have had to fight and people mm-hmm. are like well the dru- the druid one with the girl with the with the kid yes i talked my way out of that one i was like i can judge i'm qualified <laughs> yeah she's innocent let her go and the yeah. druid lady was like you bastard i was like hey hey yeah balance, because your karma out. and everything's so high and you have a bunch yep. of, you can do a bunch of re-rolls and so it's just like yeah. it's really hard to lose as a paladin but then you get all like the really dark magic which is fantastic yeah, like I, 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 I have a few necromancy spells I probably shouldn't be using, but hey, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make your own way. Um, I'm turning um, uh, what's this? I'm turning Gale into a necromancer more than anything. Um, but what's interesting? Tell me what this sounds like to you. Uh, if Bethesda, so some fans believe Earth may have been abandoned or destroyed in the game's story, as its absence is important in events uh, suggests it no longer exists or is uninhabited. If Bethesda chooses to make an uninhabited Earth part of Starfield's backstory, it would align with the trend in classic sci-fi stories and can fit with the game's tone and themes. What does that remind you of, Tim? Uh, Star Wars? Destiny 1? (laughs) But Destiny Destiny 1 is inhabited. Earth? Yeah, aren't you? Has one city left on Earth. Yeah, the tower. Yeah, the last city. Yeah. But the rest of Earth is yeah. That's where we go up. on into yeah, our it's adventures. All, it's all messed up. Well, there's like so. Well, actually, no, because when we go to the no, the tower's still the last. Because even when we go to Europe, it's still a war zone. Yeah, it's all it's all messed up. Ta- the tower is the last the last saving grace for humanity. So I just I find the Earth angle very interesting. Well, um, isn't Earth is, isn't there a whole thing about Earth in Star Wars? Isn't there like a like a huge rant? So in Legends. Down? In Legends, the let me see if I get this right. There are travelers from the Star Wars galaxy, Adam and Eve, who end up in some sort of wormhole and get stranded on Earth. Ah, uh, that's sick. It was hidden in some Legends comic way back when. Um, it's not canon, but that was the original. Yeah, that's cool. Thing was Adam and Eve come from the Star Wars galaxy. They get stranded on Earth somehow and. That's the beginning of civilization because it is a long time ago in a galaxy galaxy far, far far away. away. Yeah. (laughs) So makes sense. Um, But yeah, uh, the Starfield lore thing, if if you're going to play it, I definitely and and you're into the story because, again, I know a lot of you play these games. You're not really into the story and that's totally fine. I'm a lore buff and then some. So I'm I've been digging into this now ever since they released it. I think it was two days ago. Where is it? I find find this. Sorry. Uh, saying the article now. I mean, I know. I mean, I, well, I wasn't sure if you told the the listeners where they can find this. Oh, uh, it's it's everywhere. It's on just follow Starfield anywhere. Starfield gotcha. on Reddit is where I originally saw it. Starfield on Twitter, like they have the story. It's oh, called yeah, the story they showed so off far. the entire uh, timeline for Starfield. Yeah, so it says like when the space travel started and when you know all that stuff. So, it, given the scope of what Starfield is going to be, I find it interesting that. Earth could play a major role as like the uninhabited planet or the planet we left behind or something to that effect. Um, and, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a huge lore person. Yeah. So this excited me that they, you know, primed us for it. And they're like, you ready to uh, go explore the, the unknown Starfield to me feels very Star Trekky. Yes, very much so. I agree. Um, you know, 
the combat actually looks good, which for a Bethesda game is it looks better than Star shot. Citizen. So it looks better than Fallout. Ooh. Man, Fallout seventy six <laughs> is still pile of doo doo. Not my cup of tea. Fallout no. four combat had that like what was that thing called where you did like the bullet time with the, oh with the pip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if we'll get something similar. No, in this. a lot. Uh, all of the com- I mean, like maybe, but all of the combat they've shown is very fast. Like it's it, it's slower than Call of Duty, but it's not like Tarkov. It's not Star Citizen. So like there's there you still get like the hit point numbers that like pop up for your guns like on enemies, but everything that I've seen has been like running, sliding, peeking. Um, it looks really good. Like the reload animations look good. The fire, like the actual like gunfire looks like it all looks awesome. I just hope it feels good. Yeah. But okay. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. And you're, you're going to main that for oh, weeks, right? Oh yeah, dude. Well, so here's the stressful part is that still need to finish Baldur's gate. Armored core six you're drops not. next That's- week. Yeah, I think armor. I think, I think Baldur's Gate is just going to be this continuous like thing that gets sprinkled as like for a year. Or so. That's why I'm saying if Lupo abandons you, I don't think he's abandoned. Do- I'm just waiting for him to fall down this deep, dark tunnel of depression with Tarkov, and we'll get there. Um, well, don't worry. <laughs> I would like to play with you and Ben. I think yeah, we, we just need to figure out a time. But then also you got you got Armor Core Six that drops next week, next Friday, which is it's just going to be wild because then. It's a mad dash to Starfield on the sixth, so you've got like a week to play Armored Core, and then go right into Starfield, and then Starfield all the way through until I guess Call of Duty drops, which is oh, they haven't announced yet. That's kind of like that's that's what I see for my schedule for the next bit. It's going to be Starfield all the way through September and probably into October, and then Call of Duty stuff. Call of Duty, they're dropping DMZ by the way, from what the rumors are. That is very surprising because that is probably one of their most successful game modes, in my opinion. Yeah, apparently they're bringing zombies back and dropping DMZ. That's going to piss off so many people who want an extraction shooter. One of them. People like Me people want an extraction shooter and they don't want to sweat it out like Tarkov and like, you know, dump hours and hours and hours. They want to they want a casual experience. I have a beautiful setup here. I'm very happy with my gaming setup. I'm able to pull up other stuff, watch stuff while I play. I do not want a spreadsheet to match up what no, ammo rounds I that. need to be using yeah. with what guns. Yeah, people don't want I would that. rather just play DMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my my two cents on that. Uh, the, the game I am most excited for, but probably two years away, is Last Ronin. I am, I am really excited for Last Ronin. Yeah, I think that'll be that'll be really good because it's 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 this point of view of it's from the comic book. It's about Raph. And he's the no, last. I don't know which they have said that it's not going to follow the comic book in that way and that we will learn who the turtle, the one surviving. Okay, so there's one the sur- there's one surviving turtle. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably Raphael because he's the edgy dark one. And I feel like that would it's- really work. It's Mikey in the comics because they took his happy, jovial self and turned. Him I could have sworn it was Raphael and he was like he was all pissed off and he was killing everybody. No, because Raph is the first one to die in the comic. Oh, um, and Mikey watches Shredder's daughter slits his throat in front of him. I just watched a TikTok on it. This oh, my morning. God. Well, yeah, I'm now and Mikey's I'm, like traumatized from it. I thought it was Raph. That was the one that got traumatized. Because Shredder's son is the villain. Oh, I want to read this comic book. Because I actually have it somewhere. I got to find it. Um, yeah, Shredder's son is the villain, and Shredder's daughter, Raph and her essentially kill each other. Oh, and she sick. slits his throat while she puts he puts the side through her heart. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so that, it's Mike. Because they do that to bring the juxtaposition into place. So you're like, yeah. the Calabunga dude is the depressed, like, I'm going to murder all of you for what you did to my uh, brother. You killed my and, brother, and, bro. And Splinter. They kill Splinter, too. Yeah, so yeah, everyone's dead. So, yeah, but I, I think the, the taking a, a dark angle on a really fun, jovial, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle setting and then throwing it into God of War mechanics like, oh, my God, you have an amazing game. They need to do that more with IPs from our childhood, because do you remember the fan film uh, that they made for Power Rangers? Yes, that was like 10 minutes long and uh-huh. it was super dark and yeah. disturbing. Uh-huh. The Internet went crazy for that. So, I mean, I know some of these companies won't give up the rights because they want to protect the continuity and the, you know, the purity of the IP in case they want to bring it back for future generations. But watch, this is going to be one of the best games of all time. I My problem you. is 
is with all of this and leaning into nostalgia and i think it's great it makes sense like the the people who have the money are the ones that are going to want to like relive their childhood and like all that stuff we see this time and time again but my issue with nostalgia is that it 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 dampens innovation and like we're getting a lot of rehash stories that we've seen time and time again and like i feel like outside of like some of the newer games that we're getting like let's use starfield for example a lot of these games have just been rehashes of like our childhood i don't know kevin like how do you feel about that some things I am okay with others. I'm like, no, like come up. And it's more on the movie TV side where I'm like, get an original idea and do that on the gaming side. I'm happy to take IPs like turtles, make them, well, they're not make them dark, but take the dark version of it. And I get, to, I get to be that I get to experience that I get to play that. So I think it's a different dynamic on a game, on a television show in a movie. I'm like, get an original thought. Like you've beat the, the or, and then the problem is, is when they take our IPs, I'm going to use Witcher yeah they bastardize them and ruin them and then the people that care about it they oust them from the show and then the, the freaking showrunner's like oh it's it's this younger generation it's, it's, it's no you ruined the story we all wanted to see pissed off the one person that cared about it and now he's gone they're yeah, not gonna they get wait for a warhammer four. show uh, <laughs> uh, did you see that they've reformed and we're gonna get out of here because you got a stream did you see they reformed warhammer into uh instead of warhammer fantasy or warhammer classic it's called warhammer the old world no and they're going to bring it back with a different rule set because apparently the reason that 40k got more popular was because it's easier to play if you can believe that than warhammer fantasy i mean i would believe it so they're redoing the rule set to make it more palatable because they want people like me who are more into the fantasy side not the sci-fi side yeah to be able to play i'm an i like age of sigmar that's where you just you're a freaking god so i'm into that um Cool. Well, Tim's got a stream, so we're going to get out of here. But if you want to watch Tim's stream, you can go to YouTube.com. Is it slash or at? Just YouTube.com forward slash Darkness429. There you go. Go there. Uh, uh, he's just absolutely slaying it out there on YouTube. And uh, you can watch him play Tarko. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Starfield in two weeks. Oh, um, man, dude. I just want to play Warhammer. <laughs> yeah yeah i can i know well, i mean again if you want to and you want to teach me i'm more than happy to to fire up vtt with you and, and do some more hammer yeah. um yeah and uh uh i'm kevin kevin exhibition on twitter uh k magic 101 everywhere else um but we're star wars and scotch collectively rate review subscribe it helps us out immensely leave us comments uh we love engaging in conversation just don't be an ass um, we're more than happy to chat with you and have fun, you know, disagreements and, and whatnot. Um, Ahsoka starts next week. So we're we're back in it, getting up and, and watching <laughs> television at five in the morning <laughs> so we can produce this episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, lots. Of, when does it drop? Is it next Wednesday? I believe it is the 23rd. Yes. The Man, 23rd. It's a double feature, too. So. Oof. Yep. It's going to be a day. Thankfully, I'm doing this from home now, so it, it buys me a half an hour every day. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week uh, for uh, episode one of Ahsoka. And uh, until then, Tim. May the force be with you. Always.